listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. It's been a couple weeks since my last episode, so obviously I have a lot to get into. Uh, we had the March Madness uh, NCAA Men's Championship yesterday, and then we had the women's game uh, the day before on Sunday. Um, so I'll get into that. and Not on Sunday. No, yeah, that was Sunday. Okay, and then we'll get into that. And then uh, we just had a, a, some, a big NFL trade yesterday. And then um, there's some other NFL news as well. I'll also get into Deshaun Watson because um, that, that's been building up here for a bit. Um, and then we had the NBA trade deadline uh, pass as well. Uh, first, I wanted to get into the, the championship game yesterday between Gonzaga and Baylor. Uh, my bracket I had, uh, I think I had two, I made two brackets. I had Illinois winning and then the other one, the other one I had Michigan winning. Uh, both of them lost. Uh, Illinois lost pretty early, actually, but Michigan made it to the Elite Eight, so they, I mean, they had a good run. Um, so, and then there was like 19 brackets or something, the bracket challenge I did. So I ended up finishing first place, and I was tied for third, but then they put me down to fourth. Uh, so I won, which was nice because I, I didn't really watch that much college basketball uh, all year pretty much. Um, but I did, I was right about Gonzaga. I said, you know, that something always happens that they'll have a great season and they'll go to the championship game or they'll go deep into the, the champ, uh, the bracket, the tournament. And then they, they don't win the championship. Like they haven't done it. They, they had the best team apparently all year long. They were undefeated. Uh, they did have a game earlier that was uh, canceled due to COVID, but it was scheduled with Baylor early in the season. And I wish, wish we were able to see, them actually play against each other at that time of the season because Baylor was they were they weren't really talked about that much you know they had COVID issues so then they lost two games and um, that game got postponed or canceled altogether um, and you know all year long everyone was just talking about Jalen Suggs and and Gonzaga and Mark Few is where else is he gonna go um, no one was really talking about Baylor this year. Uh, they won the Big 12, and last year they were supposed to be a one seed also. Um, but you know they're they're a tough defensive team. I had Houston in the Final Four too, but they they destroyed Houston. You know, and Houston was a physical team. Uh, but you know the championship game wasn't wasn't very good. Uh, it was it was boring. It just seemed like Baylor came out strong early on, and Gonzaga didn't really have that many answers. They kind of made a run uh, late in the first half, but then in the in the second half. Uh, Baylor just pulled away. I mean, Gonzaga had a they had a tough game against uh, UCLA. Jalen Suggs hits that almost half court. It was it was probably closer than half court, but hits that uh, that three pointer uh, to end the game. It was tie game at that time, so they would have went to overtime. But I think UCLA thought that they were going to go to overtime. But man, what a run by UCLA and the Pac-12 altogether. You had Colorado, USC, Oregon. Oregon State, of course, uh, had a great year. Went all the way to Elite Eight, which was just a great thing for Oregon State basketball and, and really fun to watch because usually, you know, they, they don't usually make it that far in the tournament. So whenever I'm watching the tournament, I'm just watching as, you know, an avid fan and, you know, I'm in and out of games and change the channel all the time. But this is like the first time where I actually had a team, you know, that, that I like a lot because, you know, I went to Oregon State. So it was like really nice to, to be able to see the Beavers go that far and it was just crazy game uh crazy tournament for them because they had to win the pac-12 tournament to get into march madness and then they so they won that whole thing and then they just they made a deep run and 
and up, upset every every uh, team that they played. They were the underdogs, and they won, and it was just a, a magical run for them. And for UCLA, UCLA went, they played in the first four on that first day where you had the first four uh, games, and they made it all the way to the final four, and they almost beat the number one seeded Gonzaga Bulldogs. It was such a close game, so, you know, good for uh, UCLA make it all the way to the final four. And then I think if they, if they beat Gonzaga, I think they, they could have made that game better with Baylor. Uh, Cause that, they're a tough team, but um, then USC and Oregon playing in the sweet 16, uh, Colorado made it the second round. Uh, but all those teams, they, they outplayed the big 10. The big 10 was, was a conference this year that had all the best teams, all the highly ranked teams and big 12 and all the other conferences, but PAC 12 had the most teams make it the furthest in the uh, in the tournament and they made a lot of money i think it was like 66 million dollars or something for making it that far so each university um gets all that money and you know most of the time in all the sports like football and and i guess most basketball most of the time pac-12 always gets overlooked so this is great for the conference to put put them on the map and you know get some respect and recognition as a as a true power five conference um, so I was happy to see that. Um, and then, but yeah, just Gonzaga looked overmatched the entire time and wasn't that good of a game. And then the women, on the women's side, you had uh, Stanford and Arizona, as I just talked about, Pac-12. Pac-12 again, you had a championship game that that had Arizona and Stanford, two Pac-12 schools. Um, and then last year you had the Ducks, who probably would have won with Sabrina Ionescu. And that game was great. You know, uh, it came down to the last shot. Um, I think it was 66-65, Stanford. They've been good all year, though, but no one was talking about them. And uh, UConn, they had uh, the player of the year in Paige Beckers, and they ended up losing to Arizona. Um, so that was uh, – they were expected to win. So, But uh, women's game was was great championship game. Um, so good weekend for sports. We finally got uh, March Madness back after the cancellation last year during the pandemic. We're still in the pandemic, but they, they – figured out a way for Indianapolis to to do a kind of open bubble sort of thing uh, but I think they should start doing that more often now they should just go to they should have like host cities like next year they should go to like Las Vegas oh that'd be fun Las Vegas and then they go to LA and you know they go to the Bay Area they could go to just major cities and markets around uh, the United States and just kind of have different colleges or sports teams there hosting and little hosting areas and then uh, if your team's in the tournament, then you you know they sell like packages and stuff. It's like when you go to the Pac-12 tournament in Vegas, you could do like a, a a game, a ticket and hotel package. You could do like the same thing for like the first two rounds or something or however far your if your team makes it. And then you know uh, fans of of these schools and stuff, they could make a whole a whole week out of it or whatever. You know, it could really uh, bring a lot of revenue to certain areas uh, each year. And and that sounds a lot more fun actually. We had a couple NFL trades yesterday. Sam Darnold, the New York Jets, was traded to the Panthers, uh, which was was rumored he was going to get traded. You know, they were being aggressive there. They just hired Robert Sala. Uh, they do have the second overall pick in this year's draft, and there was some uh, rumors that they were going to trade Sam Darnold to the 49ers because uh, the 49ers were apparently going to um, get rid of Jimmy G. I'll get into that in a bit. Uh, but then there was also rumors about the Steelers because ben, Big Ben is in the last year of his contract, and then they figured they can ride it out with him this year. 
and then just have Sam Darnold as a backup while he learns the system. Uh, but he ended up in Carolina, and now Carolina, it's it's interesting with Carolina because um, now, I mean, they have Teddy Bridgewater, so they're probably going to make find a trade for him, but then there's a rumor that he's going to be traded to San Francisco, and then they're going to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, and then that'll be he'll be the backup to the 49ers' new quarterback. Uh, but the the Jets get a six-round pick and a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick for Sam Darnold. Um, and that, I thought they, they would have gotten at least a first-round pick for him. You know, he's still young, but is he 22 years old? He looked good out of USC. Um, you know, he's struggled a lot with the Jets, but they haven't had a lot of options, a lot of weapons on offense for him. The offensive line is terrible. Um, and Adam Gase was a, a terrible coach, as we all saw, you know, and he, he lost his job. But I think they should have given him a chance with Robert Sala because um, they're going to change uh, the culture there. They're going to bring in more talent, and they got a good coaching staff already. Um, so I, I think they should have given him a chance. But, you know, they like Zach Wilson out of BYU, and it looks like he's going to be the number two pick um, for them. And then the number one overall pick, as we know, is going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson, and he'll be going to Jacksonville uh, to, to play for uh, Urban Meyer there. And then number three is kind of where it gets interesting. It's, you know, the 49ers, they made a big trade. Uh, they, they traded up to three. They traded a first-round pick, two first-round picks, a third-round pick, another first-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. So three ones and a three. Uh, to Miami to jump up to number three in the draft. And and that's huge because, you know, there was rumors that they were going to try to trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, they were tied to Sam Darnold. They've been tied to every other quarterback except their own quarterback. But then they always come out and say, oh, um, you know, Jimmy G's our guy. We love Jimmy G and all this. And then, you know, they, they apparently they talked with Jimmy and said, hey, uh, you know, these are our plans for the number number three pick because it's obvious that the 49ers are going to draft a quarterback. There's a few guys that they've been tied to, three guys in particular, um, Mac Jones out of Alabama and then Trey Lance kind of out of North Dakota State and then Justin Fields out of Ohio State. But yeah, they, they told Jimmy G, hey, these are this is our plan for the number three pick. And then they're like, oh, well, he was a little mad about it. But, you know, this is just going to challenge him. And he's going to, knowing him, he's going to want to win and all this crap. So they're not going to trade Jimmy G this year. And they apparently they want a first round pick for him at least. And they can't trade him this year because Jimmy Garoppolo has a, a no trade clause in his contract for this year. But next year he doesn't. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to draft a quarterback. It apparently it's going to be Mac Jones, which I I don't understand. Uh, you know he had a he had a great season with Alabama, but he's playing with Alabama. He's playing with arguably the greatest college football coach of all time, and that great offensive line. He has NFL wide receivers and running backs and an NFL roster with him, and he's playing against other other teams who are just have you know some future salesmen or or insurance salespeople who aren't going to be in the NFL, and they're just destroying these guys. So, I mean, the sample size, it's not... I don't think you could really compare it and say, hey, you know what, he's he's a winner, he's he's going to win. Because, you know, what Alabama quarterback has really made it in in the NFL? Like, you, you can look back at all of them, and none of them have really done anything. Um, so, 
I don't I don't really get that. And then you know, there's Trey Lance. He only played like one game uh, this past season, and then opted out the rest of the year. But that was like supposed to be like a showcase game for him. Um, and then uh, Justin Fields. You know, he looked good against uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And I don't know what it is about Kyle Shanahan. I like him. I think he's a great coach, and I think he'll win a Super Bowl for the 49ers soon. But why do we act like we we treat him and the way we talk about him is like he's this great coach who has a bunch of championships already. Like, he hasn't won anything. So, like, why are we giving him the benefit of the doubt all the time? I think he's fumbling the situation here with Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo, you got to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. You could have won with Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. He got you all the way to the Super Bowl when he had a full health, healthy season. I know he's been injured. He's been off and on, you know, and in and out of the lineup and stuff. And, you know, then when he's been in the lineup, he's been kind of inconsistent. I get that. But when he was fully healthy and we had that great defense and we had George Kittle, we had some weapons on offense, we went to Super Bowl. And then the play calling, I feel like, you know, was a reason why the 49ers didn't win. And then Jimmy G overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders. He catches that. It's a different game. The 49ers win. So if you believe in that, I believe that, and they say that, hey, Jimmy's our guy. We could win with Jimmy. It's like, then why are you just, you're dragging him along here this whole time, not fully committing to him. Everyone knows what you're going to do with him. And this guy, you're going to end up trading him anyway. So why don't you just do him a favor and just trade him back to New England, who is apparently interested in, in reuniting with him. But they're like, oh, no, we want a first-round pick. It's like, wait. Bill Belichick hooked you up, Kyle Shanahan, because he liked you and liked your dad. And so he called you up one day and was like, hey, how about a second-round pick? He sold you Jimmy Garoppolo at less than his true value, which was the first-round pick, which is what uh, the Cleveland Browns were offering at that time. So he hooked you up. So hook him up and give him, give him back to him for a, a second-round pick. And then you could draft whatever quarterback you want this year. But we, we talk about Kyle Shanahan like he wants something. He had a great season with the Falcons when uh, they went to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan was the MVP. He had a phenomenal season. But when it mattered in the Super Bowl, he didn't run the ball. The, the play calling was horrible, and he lost that game. They had the, the We all know the jokes, the 28-3 to 3 jokes about um, the Super Bowl and Kyle Shanahan. You know, he, he messed that up. His, his play calling lost them that game. And then they, they were playing against Tom Brady. He didn't manage the clock well at all, and they lost. And then the same thing with the 49ers. They were in the Super Bowl, and they lost again. The The play calling was in question. So I don't know why we act like him and John Lynch are, are the second coming of something. You know, like, they haven't done anything. So, like, why are we treating them like they have until they do? Like, I trust them. I think they will, but I think we're giving them too much trust. Like, we're, we're giving them, like, a Bill Belichick pass here and there. We always say, oh, these – offensive-minded gurus, oh, they're so smart and all this. He's looking for his guy. If he's a guru, he can he pretty much can make something out of nothing, right? No matter the, the kind of quarterback he has, unless it's Patrick Mahomes, who's someone, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else. But I think you're fine with Garoppolo, and I think you can win Super Bowl with him. I think if you're not going to commit to him, just let him go. Just, just trade him somewhere where he needs to be. But don't lie to the media, and don't lie to Garoppolo himself or the team or anybody else. That, that he's your guy and you guys love him and all this. If if you're you're clearly flirting, you're openly flirting with college quarterbacks, you know, young college quarterbacks, you know. So and then you know it doesn't help that 
players on the on the roster on the 49ers roster are are you know talking about that they want Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback. Hey, that's our guy. We want him in here. We like him and his leadership and all this and and so like how how is the team morale and chemistry going to be when they bring in Mac Jones or Trey Lance or whatever, you know? Um I would rather have them at the number 3 overall pick. Maybe this is what they're doing, but I don't think that's what they're doing. Maybe they'll draft Panesul, offensive lineman out of Oregon. He they they're all the all the, the experts, all the draft experts say he's supposed to be the best lineman in the last decade or so. Um, they could get him, or they could get um, Kyle Pitts out of Florida, the tight end, and then they could run uh, double tight end sets with him and and uh, George Kittle. That'd be great, you know. Maybe, maybe that maybe that's what they're thinking. But all signs are pointing towards a, a new quarterback, either Mac Jones or, or Trey Lance. Uh, but then the Falcons also moved up recently, so they're. They're rumored to also be interested in Trey Lance uh, because, you know, Matt Ryan, they're kind of in a weird spot. Matt Ryan's getting up there in age. I think he can still be productive, but they're also looking for the future. Um, I'll release a mock draft uh, before uh, the draft this month. I believe it's at the end of the month because um, we're, we're currently at a standstill with uh, Russell Wilson trade rumors and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's not getting moved at all. Russell Wilson, by all accounts, is not getting moved. We haven't heard anything um, on the front of Russell Wilson at all. And Deshaun Watson, he's not getting moved. And, you know, there's been, I think it's like 23 accusers now in this lawsuit uh, against Deshaun Watson saying that he inappropriately sexually harassed his his uh, massage ther- therapist. I, I don't even know how to say it. It's just like, a, it's just a weird situation and it, and it continues to get weird and weird. Apparently he was going on Instagram and Twitter, I guess, and he was DMing, uh, messaging, like, massage therapists in Houston or wherever he was traveling to. And then I guess he would, some of the reports say that he would get naked, like, completely nude, and then he would, like, bump his his genitals on someone. or It was just, like, weird, and he would just be completely nude all the time, and then he was, like, messaging people inappropriate things, and he was, like obviously trying to get like a happy ending or something and so now there's just 23 accusers though so at first it was a couple and you're like okay well you know what's the validity of this and it's kind of weird the timing wise of it i thought was was odd because you know he has this whole uh trade demand thing where he's gonna sit out and remember i talked about leverage the the last episode with deshaun watson that he has all leverage the texans they can't do anything like because they're stuck in this contract and um you know, but they're trying, they're playing chicken right now. Cause he's like, I'm not going to play. And they're like, well, we're not going to trade you. So they're, they're trying to strong arm this, this whole situation. But then now there's these accusers, but now, you know, the, that's the benefit to the Texans though, because now you can't, you can't really trade them and no other team's going to trade for him because they have to make sure if this is true or not, you know, if it's not, then, you know, he'll be in the league. But if this is true, He's not. He needs to worry about if he's going to be in prison or not. Like this is crazy. There's so many accusers, and as soon as you know, police, Houston police are investigating now. So now, if he gets charged with something, then then he's in trouble, and you know the Texans won't have any backup plan. And apparently, the Carolina Panthers did their due diligence on him, and because they were interested in trading for him, but then they didn't trade for him. So that means you know, if they did their digging, then that means that they found something. You know, and and there, and then apparently he's been deleting his messages, uh, to, to these uh these women where he's asking to try to settle, 
and he's just been deleting them now. So and he was trying to to settle this out of court. Um, and you know, I don't I don't know. I can't say if this if I think this is true or not because I I don't know. It's just it's a weird situation. We need to hear more details. Uh, two of the women came forward and and you know they were named and they read a testimony today. Um, and people have called they've called him a predator. And it's just weird because he never showed that he was that kind of person. But I mean, you don't really know him, but you know he always does a lot of good stuff for the community, and um, and he always seemed like a positive person. But um, that's a lot of accusers, so you know I can't say that it's true or false. I I we just need to wait it out. But I mean, even then, th this is he has a, a huge problem in his hands because you know if if any of these are true, then you know I, his career is definitely in jeopardy. He would be suspended according to the um the nfl rules if the season was on going on right now he would be suspended he'd be on the commissioner's list and um but yeah I, we just have to wait it out because there's no way anyone's going to trade for him it's kind of a pr nightmare right now and you know he was quick to to come out and, and say hey you know these are false rumors uh um i'm gonna fight this and i'm gonna clear my name and all that but you know now he's been quiet though He's been quiet. His lawyer said, hey, you know, maybe you should stop. We have a lot of, there's a lot of accusers here. So, you know, it just doesn't look good for you to, you know, saying, hey, you know, these women are lying and all this. So um, we just got to wait it out. And, you know, it's been ongoing for a few weeks now. Another college basketball headline, Roy Williams announced his retirement uh, from North Carolina. Uh, this was a few days ago. Uh, had a he was there for 33 years and then was at Kansas and then actually the same day Bill Self of of uh, Kansas they announced that they signed him to a lifetime contract which is just like a five year contract but then um, at the end of each season it re it renews one more year so he has a lifetime five year contract I guess that means um, so that was interesting the NBA trade deadline was was interesting we had a lot of uh, trades go down some good ones too. Uh, let me see, find ones, a uh, small one, Dallas, uh, they traded for JJ Redick. Uh, he was kind of just wasting away on the bench in new Orleans, uh, Miami, they traded for Victor Oladipo, uh, which is kind of weird. They, they gave up, uh, you know, every Bradley Olenek and then they had a, a pick swap, which isn't a lot, but Oladipo, he's looked good in spots, you know? Um, I don't know. There's, there's some people that think he's still like he was in Indiana, which is, false um you know he seems to just always be in and out of lineup like he it took him a few days actually a few games to even debut for the heat he was gonna go to the miami heat anyway um so it seems like there's like hey well i guess you know we could probably uh just get rid of these contracts for olenic and bradley and just bring them in now um so you know he should help them out but you know that's not like a a, a championship move in my opinion like he can be good, in, in, especially if you're trying to rely on him as much as I think Miami might be. But, um, you know, he can't be like your number one guy, which is not. But he's probably your third or fourth, which is fine. But we'll see. Uh, you know, they were going to trade uh, Kyle Lowry. Toronto was, you know, it sounded like he was going to go to Philly. Um, the Sixers or the Lakers are also rumored. They ended up not trading him. Uh, same with Lonzo Ball. He was, he was rumored to go uh, to New York. Uh, but he ended up staying put. Um, and then this was kind of funny. Rajon Rondo was traded to the Clippers for Lou Williams. If you remember, the Clippers had a had an, a contract offer 
two, uh, they they sent out an offer to uh, Rondo, and he was interested in the Clippers. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting choice because he was just in L.A. and he could help them. He could help with that championship pedigree, all that playoff experience. He could help them get over the hump. But then he signed with Atlanta, and he wasn't really been doing much with in Atlanta, and uh, was kind of third string and. <laughs> So he, he obviously he followed the money there, but then he gets traded to uh, the Clippers. So he ends up where he wanted to be, but with more money. Um, and then Lou Williams went to Atlanta, which is you know good for Lou Will and good for the Hawks. You know they could use someone like him. Um, you know no defense and scoring, so uh, that might help out. And then uh, George Hill uh, got traded to Philly and Austin Rivers to Oklahoma City. Uh, Norman Powell got traded to Portland, and then Portland traded. Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood for Toronto. And this this trade is good uh, for both parties, I think, because Gary Trent Jr., you know, he's young, and, you know, he could be a kind of a centerpiece for a bit uh, for Toronto. And uh, Norman Powell, he helps the uh, the Blazers right now. You know, they have some immediate needs, and, uh, you know, they've been playing pretty well lately, actually. Um, and then, let's see who else. Uh, the Nuggets, they was a big trade. Uh Orlando just kind of tore it down. You know, they, I thought they had a pretty decent roster. Um, you know, Mark losing Markel Fultz for the season kind of hurt them. But uh, they traded Aaron Gordon to Orlando for Gary Harris. Uh, RJ Hampton, I like him, but he, he's been he's young. You know, he's I think he's 19 still. Um, and a first-round pick. Now, you know, this is exciting for Denver. I think Denver, uh, I think... I think they're like top, at least top five in the West now. They've moved up in the standings. They've been playing more consistently. Jokic... Looks great. He's been great all year. Jamal Murray's finally coming together. Michael Porter Jr. has bounced back since his COVID uh, situation started off a little slow. But then now they add Aaron Gordon to the mix. And that right there, even those four guys just starting is a great starting lineup. And they're all young and they're hungry. And look out for Denver as well as Utah in the West. Uh, but it's going to be good. You know, I think all this hinges on where uh, L.A. is as far as uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis's injuries or health are concerned. Um, you know, and, and you know, going off on uh, on Anthony Davis here, he's been out for seven weeks now. It's crazy. And uh, they said that it was just, just been a calf strain, but it's kind of worrisome um, that he's been out this long. Um, and same with Kevin Durant for that, for that matter, you know, apparently Kevin Durant's supposed to come back tomorrow. Um, but he's been out for a really long time. I, I guess it kind of makes sense with him. He was kind of in and out with, uh, you know, after his Achilles and you know, they want to take it easy, but then, you know, he had a calf strain too, and he's been out, he's been out for a long time. I drafted him first in fantasy and I, I haven't seen him play in a, in a long time. So. Um, it's a little concerning for both of them being out for that long, but it seems like KD's coming back on Wednesday, so we'll see how uh, he looks when he returns. And LeBron, he has a high ankle sprain, so he's going to be out for quite some time. He's out indefinitely. Um, they just got to be able to to ride the ship. You know, they just signed uh, Andre Drummond off a buyout, and then uh, the Nets, uh, you know, they got uh, Blake Griffin, who's looked okay in spurts. Um, he seems like he's been faking it, though. He was faking it in Detroit because now he could dunk all of a sudden again. <laughs> and now he has more mobility. Uh, but, yeah, Andre Drummond got injured his first game. His nail got torn off his, his toe. Um, so, you know, they they just got him, and then he, he's out with an injury. So they just have to hang tight until they get LeBron and Anthony Davis back. Uh, but they might fall in the standings because, you know, uh, the Mavericks are playing better. Portland's playing better. You know, Phoenix is still on top there. Uh, Clippers have been kind of up and down, but, um, you know, in Denver, as I mentioned, 
So, you know, they're going to it's going to be a dog fight and then when they come back they might be in the 7th seed or what, but um we'll see, but it's it's still some time. And then Boston trade for Evan Fournier, is that his name from uh Magic? I can never pronounce it. Uh but that's a good trade for Boston. Um they need some help, you know, there's obviously something there with Jalen Brown and uh Jason Tatum. I would I would love to start my team with those two guys. Uh but they need to be able to build around them correctly. Chicago trade for uh, Vucevic from uh, from Orlando. Uh, Orlando tore down. See, they had three good guys right there, and they just let him go. Uh, Vucevic is already thirty years old. He's been in the league for a while now, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but uh, Orlando gets Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., or just Otto Porter. Um, I thought it was Otto Porter Jr. And uh, two first round picks and. You know, I, I like that for Chicago because Chicago is still the bottom of the standings. But, um, you know, you get Zach Levine. He could be – Vucevic could be a legit number two for him, you know, because he could do a lot of things. He's like a very skilled big man. He could pass. He could shoot. He could do all kinds of things for him. So um, I'm excited to see them play together. Javel McGee got uh, traded back to Denver. And then, let's see, that that's pretty much it. Uh, the college sports, the name and likeness bill uh, in certain states, it's uh, it might get passed. It sounds like uh, they might go through. I mean, this would make it so college athletes they can make money off of their name and likeness. Um, you know, this is like if someone if they're signing autographs, they could get paid for it. You know, recent student athletes have gotten in trouble for that. I think Johnny Manziel got in trouble for that, um, but. You know, this is different than, like, what I had talked about in the past. Uh, this is more like, you know, they could go on their own. They have the freedom, you know, to make whatever money that they're able to get as far as, like, contracts or, or um, you know, promotions and stuff and advertising dollars. Um, you know, like, if you have a player who's, like, Sabrina Ionescu when she was at Oregon uh, last year, you know, some one of the students had requested that Nike make jerseys with her name on it. And then they started selling them. Well, they sold out like within an hour, and she didn't get any money for that, right? Uh, you know, and they sold so many that she didn't get a single dollar from that. You know, and you know she always she came out and said like, oh, you know, I'm honored and stuff that um, you know that I was the first uh, women's college women's jersey that they released with my name and stuff. But you know, I didn't get any money off of that or anything. So, or she didn't say that part, but. You know, so she would get some money from that if you know they if they cut her a check for all the all the sales that they got from those jerseys. That's what that would be. Or you know, local dealership says, "Hey, I want you know like Jalen Suggs here in Washington to come to my dealership for this event, and we're gonna sell some cars and stuff." You know, I'll pay you like how much would you get paid? You get paid like two thousand for the for the day or something or i don't know like i don't know who who negotiates that and who keeps track of that that's what i want to know but it seems like it's going to happen i always thought it would make sense to um you pay so like if so if here since i'm in eugene so for university of oregon you know the football team let's say they sell out every home game and you know they they have they make x amount of money from jersey sales ticket sales and all this stuff i think the players, all the teams and stuff, they should get a, a portion of ticket sales and all this other revenue and, you know, sweet sales and, and merchandise and stuff. They should get a portion of that because if you're playing well on the field, 
no matter what sport you're in. You're going to get fans in, in the stands, right? They're like, oh, I'm going to go support my team because, you know, their softball team is in the championship. I'm going to go support them. So they're more likely to get fans in the stands, which, you know, which fans are spending money. So I think they should get a part of that. But if you suck, you're, 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 you're terrible and no one, no one is going to your games at all. Then you don't, you shouldn't get anything if no one's going to your games. If the, if the stand, if the stands are empty, no one wants to see you or no one's buying tickets or, or merchandise or anything, then I don't think you should get any part of that. Right. Because you can't have one school, one team, like your football team is generating enough money and revenue and all that to, uh, to fund all of your teams. But why should someone on the rowing team or someone on the gymnastics team get the same amount of money that someone on the football team gets? That doesn't make sense. If the football team is generating all the revenue, then they should get part of that revenue for that specific sport. So if baseball, they, they're, they're going all the way to the Super Regionals or something, the baseball team should get a portion of the proceeds of, of the, the revenue from that specific season. And then like say like college basketball – you know, like, for example, Oregon State, they go to Elite Eight. They have a bunch of people traveling and buying Oregon State stuff. And when I order my Elite Eight Oregon State basketball shirt, they get a port, a cut of that shirt that's sold, that jersey that's sold, those tickets that are sold, they get a port, portion of that. But, you know, I don't think it should cross um, different into different sports because then it wouldn't be fair. But then you got to figure out how, like – who gets how much money? Like if the, the star point guard or star quarterback, you know, the main player, depending on like minutes played or something would get more money. Like you'd have to figure it out that way too. Like who's do, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of stuff. And then who's going to regulate that, regulate that is the NCAA going to uh, hire someone to keep track of everything or uh, is it going to be up to the universities? Like there's, there's a lot of things that need to be ironed out. And then, um, especially if states are running it, it it's it's going to get all all messy. But, you know, I guess it, it does make sense if, and it's easier if you just do the name and likeness and then, you know, the star player on a team can just go make their money by being themselves, basically. So I guess that's easier to do and probably easier to um, to focus on and, and keep track of. So we'll see. Uh, do you guys see uh, Paul Pierce? Uh, he had he had quite the Easter weekend. He wasn't el- celebrating Easter quite uh, like a lot of other people in the world. Um, you know, he he had a little a little get together on Saturday. He had uh, he had his friends over. He was playing poker. You know, they were having some drinks. He was smoking a little weed. Uh, and then he went on Instagram Live. You know, which is fine. You know, you could do that at your house. But he went on Instagram Live, and then he had a bunch of strippers behind him and he had pictures of him with blunts and and taking shots he's like 40 years old and he's doing this on instagram live and um he only had like 312 like uh viewers or something like that and it it spread like wildfire everyone's like what the hell is he doing you know he works for disney espn is owned by disney and then uh he tries to go to work monday he's fired immediately on monday um so i I thought that was hilarious. Um, just come on, you, you can have have that stuff going on, but like, what? Why are you going on Instagram Live with all your friends there, and then you're like on a camera? You you got yourself in trouble. You got yourself fired on your day off. Oh man, but I thought it was funny. But Paul Pierce looks fun to hang out with. He's just hanging out, having a good time, enjoying his life. 
Isaiah Thomas finally got signed. Uh, the Pelicans signed him to a contract. Uh, he's been out of the NBA. Well, he's been kind of in and out of the NBA, but hasn't been on a team since uh, February of last year, so right before um, everything kind of got shut down. Uh, next week, I'm gonna do, I'll am gonna do my uh, Oscar picks and then uh, another episode about uh, what I've been watching. And, um, and then, yeah, so that's it for, for today's episode. Uh, but I'll be back next week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, things are slowly opening up, but cases are on the rise, uh, which sucks. You know, I thought we were kind of out of the woods now, but um, not yet. So stay safe, and thanks for, thanks for listening. Um, talk to you soon.